Hey there, Chubby Nation. This is Katie checking in. Wanted to give you a heads up. Things are a little chaotic around here in the Chubby Studios. So we're going to take this opportunity to play for you one of our greatest hits. Here we go into a Chubby Talk flashback. Toodles. Chubby Talk. Oh my God, fatties. Look at his butt. It is so big. He looks like that Biggest Loser podcast guy, but... Who understands those podcast guys anyway? He only does it to stay in the spotlight. I mean, I guess it's pretty funny and interesting and stuff, but how can he talk about health? He's just so fat. Jimmy Talk. Okay, Marty, your previous weight was 365 pounds, and your current weight is 345. You lost 20 pounds. Jimmy Talk. Yes, Marty is ready. Marty is a laser beam. I always say to him, like, are you going to be the biggest loser? Good, Marty. Because, dude, I'm seeing it. Jimmy Talk. Marty, that's three votes for you. You are not the biggest loser. Jimmy Talk. And welcome back to Chubby Talk. Welcome back, Chubby Nation. I'm back. I'm better. And I feel really, really good. Today, um, I have a couple of thoughts that I wanted to bring your way just to enlighten you, enlighten your week. But today is what I'm calling uh, Chubby Talk on the Go because, yes, I am driving through the wonderful streets of Omaha, Nebraska right now trying to multitask. You know, see, here's the deal. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, tell me about the podcast. What's going on? Do you like doing it? All this other stuff. And... You know what? One thing that I've learned about doing podcasts is you got to strike while the iron is hot. And what I mean by that is when you get a thought that rifles through your brain, you just got to go with it. So that's why, I mean, people have been like, oh, the, talk about the sound quality and, and other things like that. And I'm just like, you know, I've got to make this thing fit into my lifestyle. You know, I can't just always postpone a thought process until uh, next Thursday at four o'clock when I'm in the studio, that sounds really good. I've I got to strike while the iron's hot, and uh, I'm in my car, and the iron is is really hot, man. It's on it's on like the steam function, and it's steaming up. So I'm steaming up. I'm ready to rock and roll. So without further ado, here's the deal. Okay, so right now we are at the early stages of. August. Okay, so the summer's ending and it's almost back to school time. And you know what that means? I like this is like one of my favorite times of the year because I, I'm weird like this. I, I do enjoy kind of New Year's resolution time because they're like a new start, a new chapter is about to start. I kind of like new beginnings and and back to school time is kind of what I call the mid-year resolution time because, you know, we, we always think of it maybe from our kids' perspective or, or you know, maybe you're in school and so things are going to be changing as well. But um, new habits are about to form. And uh, as a weight loss coach and somebody who, uh, who deals every day with, you know, lifestyle change and, and coaching other people to make that change, this is actually a really exciting time 
of the year because normally we expect our kids to change. We expect our our kids to start developing new patterns and new routines. I know we as a family, just yesterday, um, during the day, we had our kids home and my wife wrote out like a list of the new school year rules and what we're going to do because, well, we're starting to panic because our kids are like staying up till 1030 or 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and they're in this total summer, this total summer relaxation, it, nothing matters kind of mode. And so we're starting to get them back into new habits right now. So while there is this focus on your kids, getting them back into uh, the, the new school year and new habits and new routines, why don't you take this chance to work on yourself? Start establishing just one or two new habits or routines in your daily life. Don't be the one to just focus completely on your kids and let yourself go to the wayside. You know, this is a time where everybody's expected to go through a little bit of discomfort to change and, and, and recalibrate. It's kind of recalibration season. So have that apply to you. If you expect your kids to be brave, to change their habits and go to school and learn new things and, and meet new people and start new routines, then why don't you do that as well? I think it's good. So don't be afraid to add in, pencil in some time for yourself to do some things. So here's what I really want people to sit down and think about. I want everybody to do what I call a little bit of mental masturbation. I want you to sit down and I want you to think about what is the behavior that if you do on a more consistent basis, will have the biggest bang for your buck health-wise. So I'm gonna take you through a real quick list of behaviors that are really important ones that people at our health club generally are working toward making habit. So first of all, I break behaviors into kind of two different categories, or I break habits into two different categories. There are kind of the behavioral habits, such as uh, food journaling. Food journaling is one of them. Food journaling, uh, hitting workouts or setting some kind of a workout goal where you're hitting at least an hour of exercise a week or two hours of exercise or three Zumba classes, whatever it is. I want you to think of a certain habit and be very specific. But the reason I want us to do this activity is so that we can simplify it down to one habit that we can pencil in for ourselves that while our kids are expected to adapt and grow, we can do it alongside them. While we expect them to be uncomfortable, how about mom and dad follow suit and we make ourselves, we commit ourselves to something that could be a little uncomfortable for us as well for the purpose of our own 
personal growth. So food journaling is one of them. Whether it's food journaling every day or it's taking a step back and thinking to yourself, okay, well, it's not the daytime that I struggle with my food journal. Normally, I'm pretty structured throughout the day. Breakfast is pretty is pretty much the same thing. Lunch is pretty much the same thing. So then don't focus on breakfast and lunch. Focus on your dinners. So I will food journal my dinners for the next month. And I want you to be very specific about this. Food journaling those dinners. Or maybe the week the weekdays aren't your problem. Maybe it's your weekends. So food journaling your weekends. Maybe that's the thing you are going to focus on. What I'm trying to tell you here is, is that oftentimes when I tell people to food journal, they get overwhelmed because, oh, I've got to journal all this. Well, no, lots of times what you can do is really think about what are the behaviors that are out of control. And those are the ones that I really need to be food journaling. Another behavior that you could focus on is exercising. So, um, you know, exercising, I keep it very specific though, something that is measurable, something that is trackable. You know, you don't want to say, I want to exercise every day, uh, two times a day, or I want to burn, you know, I want to burn 2000 calories a day. Well, that might not be a realistic every day and every week, but to say something, you know, more like I, I want to work out uh, for two hours a week. That allows me to kind of be flexible throughout the week, get it in when I can get it, but also allow for life to get in the way a little bit some weeks and, and be able to maneuver and work around them or hit a certain amount of, of classes or boot camps or Zumba classes or whatever it is. Or a mileage is, is a good one as well. They're just on a motorcycle. This is great. I'm in my car. Oh my God. I think people are staring at me. This is incredible. I love this. Okay. This is it. I'm never doing a podcast, not in my car anymore. This is incredible. The only thing is I can't pull through a fat. Wouldn't that be great if during chubby talk, I pulled through a fast food restaurant. That would be incredible. Yeah, I'll take the uh, number four, hold the pickles. And uh, yeah, go ahead and add extra bacon to that. Oh my God. I, I, I'm gonna do that at some point. I'm actually gonna do that. And I've actually thought too about uh, every time <laughs> that I interview somebody uh, with Chubby Talk, I should take them uh, out to lunch and we actually uh, set up our microphone in the middle of some restaurant and have the waiter like, like interrupting us every three minutes as we order and as we get a new iced tea. And, and uh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I think that'd be kind of a fun little, little thing to do. Anyway, back to the task at hand, which is school year, your mid-year resolution. What are you going to do? Let's keep it simple. Keep it down to just one habit that's trackable that you are able to follow up with and see some growth, see some progress. I mean, most people, what happens is they want to change everything at once and they just want everything to change biggest loser style. Well, you know what? Real life doesn't work like that. We've got to start on something really small and then add it up from there. So I really want you to sit back and think, what habit is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck? But I want you to consider these next couple of habits that I'm going to present to you because I think that these habits are perhaps the ones that will yield the best 
results for you long-term. And yes, I'm talking to people of size here, people who have a lot of issues with their own self-worth, self-value, with that critical negative self-talk that we have on a daily basis telling us, I'm worthless. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to overcome this. This is too hard. Why even try? I'm meant to be fat. I'm just big bone. All of those thoughts, all of those negative thoughts. So here's a couple of habits that I want to open your mind to, and hopefully you will take the opportunity to target a one of these through the next month and, and just think about it a little bit more, just a little food for thought. So I gave you some behavioral habits such as the, the food journaling and uh, being specific about your, your exercise uh, habits that, that you might want to do. But I want to give you some what I call mindset habits that to me are equally important, if not more important, if you are a person of size. So an example of one of the mindset habits is learning to redirect my negative self-talk. So when I catch myself talking badly about myself, learning to redirect that, whether that's writing on a note card you know, or on your phone, writing on your phone a, something positive about yourself or listing the top positive things about you. And when you notice you start beating up on yourself again, you start telling yourself things like, I'll never be able to do this, I'm worthless. You go right to that note card and read those three to five positive things about you immediately. Because we've lived with the negative self-talk for so long. And where has that gotten us? You know, the only way we can start thinking more positively about ourselves is if we make the choice to start talking more positively about ourselves. But if we can't catch the negative self-talk, if we can't catch it and learn to redirect that somehow, we're never going to escape it. We're never going to escape that rain cloud unless we make that decision to start seeing things differently. So we have to repeat that. So there's one is redirecting your negative self-talk. That's something that you can focus on and you can start labeling you can start journaling that. You can give yourself a star for every day that you're able to confront that. Another thing is, another mindset habit, is confronting your emotional eating by journaling when you feel cravings. So, you know, cravings are such an emotional thing. You know, a craving is generally, it's this emotional urge to eat. Because we're generally, when we're feeling a craving, we're not really authentically hungry. I mean, if you were, then, you know, a, a chicken breast would be suitable. It would be perfectly fine. But when we're craving, it's normally something very specific, whether it's something crunchy and salty or something sweet or something greasy or whatever it is. So labeling that those emotions and journaling it doesn't have to be long. It could be as quick as uh, flipping on the notes section of your iPhone. I have a note section and turning on, the, uh, turning on the microphone and then just starting to talk through how you're feeling. So that is your response to cravings. That's a mindset technique. 
try to work on that one. I think that could have a bigger bang for its buck. I mean, if you stopped giving into all of your cravings for one month, I would guess you would save way more calories than if you worked out for two hours a week for a month. You'd probably save more cravings or save more calories by avoiding the cravings and avoiding all of those pitfalls and constantly giving up on yourself. So these mindset techniques, I believe, I believe are more important to focus on, but everybody's at their own stage and you might not be ready to confront a lot of this mindset stuff as well. A third mindset technique and the last one that I wanted to share today is lots of times a common pitfall to emotional eating is feeling sorry for ourselves. You know, we feel sorry for ourselves so much when we're dieting. We, we end up pigeonholing ourselves into this narrow framework of thinking that says, this is so unfair. Well, that's actually a false thought because nobody's making you diet. Nobody is making you diet. But we oftentimes pigeonhole ourselves into that line of thinking and thinking this is so unfair. It's not fair that I have to diet and other people don't, or we start comparing ourselves to other people. So when I feel sorry for myself for having to diet, I'm going to remind myself, I'm choosing to do this. Nobody is making me do this. Nobody is making me do it. So that's a third mindset technique that we can use to calm down our emotions and take us off of that ledge where we're about to constantly jump off and just, and just quit and abandon everything. Once again, I said this a couple of weeks ago, the only time you fail when committing to your health is when you throw in the white flag, you throw in the towel and you just completely surrender and go back to that old comfortable person who doesn't want self-criticism who just wants to live in a constant state of self-medication. That's what we're fighting against. That is the person that's driving us to being unhealthy. So be brave. Your kids are going to have to be at this time of the year. A lot of other people are stretching themselves to the limit to learn new tasks, learn new routines. Pencil yourself in. And I want you to think, what is the biggest bang for my buck? one habit I can focus on for the next 30 days, that if I establish that habit within 30 days, I will have made the best yield, the best return on my investment as far as my weight and health journey is concerned. That's it for this episode of Chubby Talk. Just a nice little snack to get you through your week. Hopefully you guys have a fantastic week. Take care of yourselves. At the end of all of this, isn't that what it's, this is all about? Just me taking care of myself and loving on myself. So be good to yourselves, Chubby Nation, and we will see you next time. If you have any ideas or thoughts or comments or concerns about Chubby Talk Podcast, go to our Chubby Talk Facebook, face, Facebook, Facebook page. 
write us some comments, interact with us there, give us suggestions for topics, stuff that interests you, things that you liked about the podcast, what you don't like, I don't care, just interact with us. That's why it's there. We want your input. We want to hear about it. And until next time, my friends, we will see you later. Bye-bye now. That's your food for thought from another episode of the Chubby Talk Podcast. As always, you can reach out to us on the Chubby Talk Podcast Facebook page, comment on the episode in SoundCloud or iTunes, or find us at chubbytalk.com. Thank you for listening to Chubby Talk, where you can always find something to sink your teeth into.